Hello everyone and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 131. We've all experienced this, you have a plan, you think it's a great idea, you do everything you can do to make it happen, you think things through, you confer with other people if necessary, you pray, you put in the time and you put in the energy and it does not go the way you want it to go. You feel blocked in some way or stopped in some way. It's pretty common, isn't it? You know, the early followers of Jesus called that a closed door. <laughs> you know, they had this, they had a strong sense. Actually, the early believers had a, an understanding and they got this understanding from Jesus, by the way. When Jesus left them, we saw this last week. When Jesus left them, following Easter, he was with them 40 days. And then he said to them before he left, I want you to, two pieces of advice, he said. I want you to wait. I don't want you to do anything until the Spirit comes. And then when the Spirit comes... The Spirit will guide you into all truth. Another way of saying it is, Jesus is saying, I'm leaving, okay? Physically, I'm not going to be walking on the earth with you anymore. But I'm not just leaving you here by yourself. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come, and this Holy Spirit will guide you in a different kind of way. But it will be as though I am with you. So these first believers had a strong expectation of God guiding them and leading them in their day-to-day decisions. And not only did the Spirit guide them to do certain things or say certain things, but equally as fascinating, and this is what I'm going to talk about today, they also experienced the Spirit stopping things, stopping them from moving in the wrong direction, which I find quite fascinating. They found that they could plan and pray and confer with one another and think that they were doing the right thing, and yet they couldn't move forward. Now, when that happens, when we get blocked from some goal or desire or way, you know, we can respond in all sorts of different ways. We can really just keep trying to move forward. That's a common one that people do, and I've done it myself. When, when something isn't working out, when you're trying to move ahead in some way, you're trying to change something, you're trying to do something, and it's not working... You can continue to do the same thing and it's like you're standing outside this closed door knocking and nothing is changing. Nobody's answering. You can't get through, in other words. You can, of course, end up being really frustrated when your plans are blocked. You can become annoyed you can plead with God and pray and pray and ask that God would open the door. I've done all all of these things, actually. 
Uh, or, of course, we can accept the way it's closed and move on. Now, it's not necessarily that you had a bad plan. It's not even necessary that you had a bad idea. What happens is when we feel stuck, when we cannot move ahead, it's not always a bad thing. I'm going to be talking about this, this topic this morning because there's a fascinating line in Acts 16 that when the, the young church is maybe 20 years old at this time and Paul is, of course, one of the main leaders and he's on this missionary journey to Europe. And the plan was is that he was going to Turkey, but he never got there. And what the text tells us is, just this one line caught my attention, the spirit of Jesus wouldn't allow them to go to Turkey. Now, we don't have any details. We don't know how this spirit of Jesus, and note that, by the way, that the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of Jesus. It's like Jesus may not be with you physically and present with you, but the spirit of Jesus can be. So the text line is, the spirit of Jesus would not allow them. No details are given. All we know is the travel plan that they had didn't work out. After all the thought, after all the prayer, after all the conferring with one another, after actually they're all in agreement that this is a good idea. It says the spirit of Jesus wouldn't allow them. Now, however they were stopped, they were stopped. And the story goes on to tell us that Paul that night had a vision. And it's a picture of a man in Macedonia, which is Greece. It's a picture of a man in Macedonia calling him. Now remember, these people of the way, they're called people of the way because they're trying to follow in Jesus' way. These people of the way were attuned to listening to guidance, they're looking for it. I mean, I think one of the reasons that we don't receive guidance is because we don't expect it sometimes, and we don't stop enough and even ask for it or wait for it. You know, many of us, myself included, we just move on ahead with the plan, right? And it's only when the plan doesn't work that we think, oh, I wonder what God's showing me here or teaching me here. Or... Well, one of the lessons we learned from the first believers was is that right at the beginning, they had a strong sense that God is going to guide us and God will use all sorts of different ways. God will use each one another as we confer together. Uh, God will use dreams. They were kind of interested in dreams in those days. Some people are today, but... Not as many. They certainly were interested in visions. That's that whole idea of um, a picture when you're awake. I mean, if you've ever had a picture come to your mind when you're awake, um, they would pay attention to that. They'd think, I wonder what that means. I wonder what God is trying to communicate to me. So their ears, their spiritual ears were open 
in a way that they expected God to guide. And so when they couldn't do something, they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe God has another plan. I wonder what it could be. I wonder what God wants us to do. And then Paul has this vision of this man in Macedonia calling him. So he thinks, okay, let's do plan B. Let's go to Greece. So I think that's something that we can learn from these early believers. They were very open to the idea of divine guidance. And they are expecting God to lead them and help them and direct them. And the reason that they're expecting that is, is because Jesus said, I'm going, I want you to wait here before you do anything, because I'm sending you the Spirit and the Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. So that's where they get the idea from. Jesus himself said it. So they, when they start their missionary journeys, when they start wandering around the world, basically telling people about Jesus and the good news of Jesus, they don't just set off on their own, trusting their own intellect and common sense. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. We need it. But... There's another side to these men and women. They want to be tuned into the, the spiritual world. Paul, St. Paul would call it walking in the spirit. It's, a, it's almost like another sense, isn't it? It's the ability to tune into guidance from God, guidance that isn't maybe quite as obvious. It's the idea of developing a spiritual ear. We might call it intuition. We might call it following your gut. Paul would say, walking in the spirit. We have different ways of talking about it. It's a different way of knowing, though. It's not just your usual patterned way of thinking. It kind of breaks patterns often. And not everyone develops this ear, and sometimes people have a lot more acute hearing than others. And the reason is that some people are really good at this is uh, because it takes time and it takes patience. And, and many of us, and I'm speaking to myself here, many of us find it awfully hard to stop and listen. We just want to keep moving and do what seems right because it's so hard for us to sit still and listen. But Paul has learned that this is, this is not the best way to live just to be driven by your own energy. Uh, he wants to have a, a sense of inner guidance, God guiding him, just as Jesus promised. In fact, Jesus said, I've got so much more to tell you. I'm leaving now. I've got so much more to tell you all. And it's like, well, how can you tell us if you're leaving Jesus? He says, because I'm sending you the spirit of truth. I'm sending you the spirit of truth. And that spirit will guide you into all truth. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, as it's called here in the book of Acts, will give you that discernment, will give you that intuition, will give you that knowledge, will give you that inner knowing. You know, when you just have that sense, I know that this is true, or I know that this person's up to no good, or 
I know this isn't a good choice. Yeah, that's the realm of the spirit. That's the realm of the spirit. Sending you the spirit, the spirit will guide you into all truth. So they end up, they wanted to go to Turkey. They did think it was God's plan, but they were stopped. Remember that line? Kind of a curious, intriguing line. The spirit of God would not let us. So you can think about that in terms of your own life and where you feel stuck, where you feel blocked, where you feel the door is closed, really. And it could be in any area of your life, you might really desire a particular job. I remember for years I had my eye on a particular church, a call congregation in Minneapolis. And uh, I had my eye on this church for many years because I also, of course, went to, went to college there, went to seminary there, so on. Had my, it was really a sort of a heart desire for years. Didn't turn out, didn't turn out that way. Boy, was it hard to let go of that desire and that call. I just wanted it so badly. But it might not be a job for you. You know, you might be pursuing a particular relationship and all the warning signs are there, you know, and other people can see it. This isn't for you. This isn't the one for you. This isn't really going to work out or it's constantly problematic for you in some way. But we can insist on trying to open a closed door because we want it so badly. We can hang on too long. And it needn't necessarily be a romantic relationship. It could be trying too hard with an extended family member. It's like, well, how much time and energy are you actually going to give them? You know, well, it could be a friendship, could be a business partner. Everyone else can see it's a closed door. Everyone else can see it's not working. It's a waste of time or, but we keep on trying. We keep on knocking at the closed door. We don't want to give up. It's kind of a painful, difficult lesson. Because there is this fine line between tenacity and perseverance, which of course is good, right? We need that in life. And then there's the other side of just being stubborn and, and not listening to no. This isn't for you. You can't have this, so move on. It's, a, it's hard. It's a hard lesson. It really is. Well, Paul, he doesn't seem to be too resistant in this chapter. By the way, we're in Acts chapter 16, that, where that line came from. You know, the spirit of Jesus wouldn't let them enter. Um, the book of Acts, or the book of the Acts, is all about the Acts of the early people of the way. It's the same author as Luke. Gospel, good news according to Luke. Luke wrote Luke, not surprisingly. And then he went on to write the book of the Acts of the people of the way. How did they get on after Jesus left? How did that go for them? Yeah, well, if you're interested, it's that, that, that's the book to read. It's, it's a great book. So it seems this as though Paul, the apostle, the main leader, he doesn't really resist closed doors. 
And he has quite a few in the course of this journey, as well as his life. He just changes course, and he ends up going to Greece. And once he gets to Greece, this is amazing. Once he gets to Greece, he meets a woman who becomes really influential in his life and in the life of the church, and her name is Lydia. And she's wealthy, and she's influential, and she's a businesswoman. And if you know anything about the scripture, women aren't mentioned that much in scripture simply because it was written 2,000 years ago. It was a patriarchal culture. And it's, for the most part, the men that are writing the stories, right? So they've got to be really, really important or... Uh, stand out in some way before they're mentioned. Well, she is, happens to be really open to God. She deals in purple cloth, which was really a luxury item of the day. So Lydia's got this thriving business, and she's wealthy, and she's completely open to God. And yes, she wants to be a follower of the way, and yes, she wants to do anything that she can help how can she help? Use my house, she says. Now she's got a big house. So yes, Paul, use it as your church. You can meet there and teach there and do whatever you want. And she ends up financially supporting this missionary trip. Remember, just because it's a Bible story didn't mean that they didn't have budgets, right? The disciples and Jesus and Paul and Mary and... They all had to go to the grocery store and buy their groceries, right? They had to pay their bills and look after their kids and buy clothes. And they had to do everything we, had, we have to do. So they needed money. Well, where are they going to get money? Well, there's only two ways to get it. One is you can take on a part-time job. Well, Paul said, I, I can do that. I can make tents, so I'll do that. Or another way to do it is... Uh, you're fortunate enough to meet very generous people and they help you because they believe in the whole idea of the way. They think that this, this really does make a difference in people's lives and I want to help, which is the whole reason that people give to churches in the first place. It's like, I, I really believe in this. This is a life changer. Anyway, that would make a good sermon on giving, wouldn't it? But this isn't about giving. This is about being blocked. So, she ended up helping finance the whole trip. And here's a little bit Bible trivia. When Paul writes to the church in Philippi, when he writes his book, it's called Philippians, that group of believers meet at Lydia's house, and it's still there to this day, still a church to this day. So the moral of the story is, the teaching is, is that when Paul was thwarted from moving in one direction, God used that. Yet you can, you can, you can see the, the spiritual application. It's pretty easy, isn't it? When he is thwarted from moving ahead, God used that. God worked in that situation, that block, 
When Silas is blocked, when Paul is blocked, to ultimately, God uses that to ultimately lead him to a new place altogether. I mean, I think the story is lifting up. One of the things that the story lifts up is this whole idea that in our lives, um, our plans, our choices, there's another one at work. And the other being God. And when we are stuck, Paul would say, God's at work, you know? God's at work. And no, it's frustrating. And it feels like, what a waste of time. What a waste of planning. What are we going to do now? Um, When we move forward, God's at work. When we take the wrong turn, when we take the wrong turn, God's still at work, right? Just because we take the wrong turn doesn't mean that God is, you know, throwing God's hands in the air and thinking, I don't know how to fix this. This is just a mess, right? I mean, it doesn't really work that way. When we meet certain people at just the right time, we think, oh, what a coincidence. Mm, Paul would say, I don't think that's a coincidence. I really don't. When we meet certain people, they're just at the right time, see, just the right word, just the right bit encouragement. Oh, wow, what a coincidence. Mm. Paul would say, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's the spirit of Jesus at work. When plans fail, no, God can work in that. When new possibilities appear, God's at work in that. So if you feel a bit blocked, if you feel like you don't like the direction you're going in, you can't seem to change it or move it, or I think the heart cry and the prayer has to be, God, I, I don't really understand why this is happening or why... I can't seem to move forward, but you know what? I am trusting that you are at work in this situation. And you will make it clear when the time is right. Just help me to stay open to listening to you rather than branching off on my own. It's got to be one of the big lessons, hasn't it? That no matter what our circumstances are, whether we whether we would say, oh, they're not good today, or they're great today, or they're so-so today. I think these early people of the way would say, nah, it doesn't really matter in some ways how you feel your day is going, because the Spirit of Jesus is there working with you every moment. Well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again for another episode next week and more on the Holy Spirit.